All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups. And we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. And let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Michael Yaffe and Ryan Laverty, who are the co-founders of Eris. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for, for coming on. I, um, I know that it's uh, crazy times, but I'm very excited to dive into what you're working on and something that I feel like a lot of people could be using you know, every day. Uh, so I'd love to dive in. What are you working on? What's, what's the product? Sure. Um, so I guess I guess I'll get started, and Michael can kind of explain, you know, how we got started. So Arist is the first text message learning platform. Um, so what that means is we basically have software where we work with large companies, organizations, nonprofits to create, deploy, and assess text message courses. Um, text message courses are basically uh, about 1,200 character text delivered to a time that a learner self-selects each day and can cover, you know, an in-depth uh, case study, synopsis, or really just a general introduction to any subject. Um, we will use a lot of text message courses and Eric's platform for things like compliance training, product onboarding, course reinforcement, all the way up to teaching, um, you know, financial literacy and architectural history. Yeah. And the way that Eris got started was I used to run a nonprofit called tile.org, uh, which is an international educational nonprofit with over 450 locations in 50 countries. One of those locations was in the conflict zone in Yemen. And I very quickly started realizing that most students in Yemen don't have access to the internet and thus can't take video-based courses. Um, so I spent a few months sort of banging my head against the wall trying to figure out how to deliver more educational content to students in Yemen. And what we very quickly figured out was that most students in Yemen have access to a phone or access to text messages. And if we, if we could figure out a way to deliver educational content via text, we could dramatically increase the accessibility of vital educational materials in places like Yemen. Um, and after, after we did, you know, a pilot with, um, after we created the first text message course, we did a pilot with students in the United States. We also started figuring out that text message courses uh, were significantly more effective than video courses for everything from compliance training to course reinforcement um, to a lot of more, more corporate focused use cases in the United States. Um, and since we, so, since we launched the platform, um, just five months ago, we've been able to work with over a dozen Fortune 500 companies um, and a number of leading universities. So it's been it's been a really fun time so far. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Congratulations on the progress so far. I definitely have a couple of questions in regards to like how it works. So um, the only thing that when, when I think of uh, um, like court like traditional courses that you would find on like Udacity or Udemy, you have course creators and they go ahead and they you know they build their they build out their course and then people can can sign up for the course obviously online. For this, who are like what are some examples of the course creators? I know you mentioned you're working with some companies, but can anyone make these? Is it um, is it closed for specific companies? How does that work? Then we can go on to the other side. 
Yeah, absolutely. So anyone has the ability to, to build and deploy text message courses. Um, the beauty of it is that because they're so short form and easy to create, whereas it might take you days, weeks, or months to create a traditional you know, lecture or video course, someone can create a text message course in just a few hours. Um, and so we've had everyone from you know, small teachers, consultants, small business owners create courses for either their employees or their students, all the way up to um, Fortune 500 learning teams creating courses for thousands or tens of thousands of people. Um, typically we'll see, it kind of usually falls on one end or the other of the extreme there. We'll either work with learning designers and chief learning officers to build in their courses where they want to kind of train at scale down to someone who just wants to train a few people. Um, and we think that with, with the former, we'll usually see a lot more, um, a lot more obviously quantity of, of people taking those courses, but with the, with the latter, with the smaller groups, we'll see a lot more uh, interesting content because they're the ones who really are not afraid to be experimental. So. What's some of the types of ways that learning happens? I guess like, what are the, like an example of a type of question? Are there like quizzes? Is it like submit pictures? I, I guess, can you give me an idea of how it's, um, I guess how the learning occurs and um, I guess what the interactions are like? Sure, sure. Um, so the, the way the learning occurs usually is, our, our model looks like this. A typical course uh, takes place over the course of five to 30 days. Um, and every single morning, let's say, you know, you can pick a time in the messaging platform because we integrate with WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger as well. Um, so you pick your messaging platform. You want to receive your course at 8, 8 a.m., for example. And every single day you'll get an image or a GIF, a 1,200 character concept or case study explanation. Um, so 1,200 characters is about two screen lengths. And then, and then some sort of assessment. And that can be everything from in our public speaking course uh, a prompt to go introduce yourself to three people and reflect on your experiences uh, to for some compliance focused courses, responding to a bunch of multiple choice questions about how certain pharmaceutical drugs work. Um, so it's a very flexible medium. Um, and because we're based on a lot of behavioral science research from Stanford and UPenn um, and a number of other institutions, we're able to, to create really, really effective learning outcomes, uh, you know, completion and satisfaction retention rates of over 90%. So interesting because I feel like um, sometimes uh, when you look at just standard courses, um, I feel like course creators, I feel like they need to make a lot of content to be received as like valuable. And it's a lot of like, um, I want to know if they would call it fluff, but like, I kind of think it's fluff. Like, you know, they, it has to be long to receive like a lot. So then you charge a lot of money. Whereas I see something like this. I'm like, damn, like straight to the meat and it's on the platform that we care about, you know, which is, which is messaging, um, which is, which is cool. So a few more questions about the platform. Is this something where someone can go onto your website and then like, is it like a marketplace in that sense? Or do you need to know the creator and the creator like opts you in to their own course? How, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So we have um, a content library on our website of about, you know, 15 to 20 courses, and that's kind of on a range of subjects for, for folks to just go create. But the way that our platform is structured and is optimized for is for creators to spin up their own courses in their own white labeled classrooms. Um, and so for someone to go take a class on their classroom, you know, you'd have to send them a link deliberately to your course. Um, however, long term, we do see this opening up once we've got, you know, a few thousand courses on there, opening up uh, the platform almost more of like a marketplace. So you could go on and take a text message course on pretty much any subject you want. Um, and for us, you know, the, the reason we like this model so much is because right now it allows the creators to be really intimate with 
the students that they are actually interacting with and to really hone in on um, are you actually you know writing for this use case or your learners actually learning really well looking at all the analytics of these learners and and really honing in this content is for these learners versus um, if it's just a marketplace from the start, everyone's always optimizing for, okay, what's the most, you know, clickbait title kind of course I can make, or how can I sell the most courses right off the bat, which is what we, we try to avoid. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Now, a, a few questions, like for me personally, so let's say, like, so that there is a time in the last couple of years where I wanted to start like a school or a course teaching people how to like freelance. And more recently, I might do one on like podcasting or, you know, like, um, how to find startups like an investor before everyone else finds them, which I'm like pretty good at because of the podcast. Is this is this something where I can literally just create the course and then um, is the I don't know if this is too in depth or kind of off topic, but it's the type of thing where if I wanted to create almost like a text message school or something like that, they would sign up however they sign up, and then like and, and then I enroll them, and then boom, they're in. And then another question is. Um, well, actually, no. Let's just, uh, let's uh, let's do that one, and then I have another one. Um, yeah, I have a lot of questions. I, I love education. I think this is a really unique model. Sure thing. Yeah. So, so anybody can go to our website. It's just www.aris.co um, and sign up to create a classroom and instantly start building courses. Um, so, so you know, it's it's a really really seamless process from that point of view. And yeah, yeah, from a student's perspective, all you have to do is click on a course, plug in your phone number, and then you're automatically enrolled. Um, and so for, 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 from, from that perspective, it's our, our goal, our goal is to make the course sign process as simple and as easy as possible. And bouncing off that so far, have you seen the people creating courses, um, like charging for it? Is it more of like a freemium offer or, um, I guess, are, are people making money off this now? And if, if not, what's their angle, um, for, for using a platform like this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it definitely depends on the type of creator. You know, if you're thinking learning designers in a corporate environment, they're obviously not charging for courses. They've got teams working on them and then they're deploying them for free. Um, with individual creators, we have, you know, had folks make money off their courses who are actively selling courses. Um, but again, something that we really, for, for us, something we really encourage those creators to do is to get the audience members who would be willing to both pay for the courses, but also to try a lot of their new work free because text machine learning is experimental to a lot of people because it is a brand new thing. Um, a lot of folks, I think that the, one of the most common questions we get if someone's going to charge for a course is, okay, how much do I charge for it? Can I charge anywhere near like a video course? Is it worth that to people? Um, and I think a lot of people's initial inclination is, oh no, because it's less content. But when you focus on the actual outcomes of that content and what the learner can take away after, you know, 10 to 15 days being able to quiz at much higher scores because they remembered a lot more of it versus if I watched a 20 minute video I could have seen on YouTube, you know, hours ago, um, then it shifts that conversation. And so uh, that, that's definitely a lot more of what we see. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's all about that value-based pricing, like what will you be able to do as an outcome, you know, of, of going through this? And if that's be able to trade stocks or invest in startups or, or learn to freelance or whatever, you know, that's not a couple of bucks, maybe a little more, <laughs> so which is, which is cool. Is, is, um, I want to shift a little bit to not like the big vision, but just kind of the the short term future. Is is text messaging um, a a wedge for you to like cross the chasm, or do you think you're going to stay as a text message platform for quite a while? Um, uh, and yeah, I'm just curious about like the strategy there. Sure thing. So so the way we see it is content, especially from a learning perspective, it needs to get shorter, right? Most of us don't have attention spans. 
uh, requisite for, for, you know, necessary for, for watching hours and hours and hours worth of video based content or sitting through hours and hours worth of lectures. So the great thing about text messages is it forces learning designers and professors and teachers to be extremely concise and boil down concepts to, to their absolute essence. And, and, and one of the things that you know, we've been thinking about in, in terms of our, our strategy going forward is if, if we move away from the text message learning medium, um, we may find ourselves stretching, you know, like adding more and more content and, and ruining what makes the medium so great. Um, so I think what, 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 what we're thinking about is we're definitely looking at integrating more and more messaging platforms, right? So letting users take courses over WeChat, Line, Slack, et cetera, Microsoft Teams as well. That's, that's all on our roadmap for the next uh, few months. But in terms of, of deviating from our core model, you know, we, tons and tons of research has gone into ensuring that we've created an optimal text message course model. Um, and so I don't think we're going to shift that anytime soon. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and it's probably the, the right, like I'm, I'm someone that's like, oh, you could do this, you could do that, you could do that. But it's the founder's job to be like, nope, we're doing this. This is what we're focusing on. Um, okay, so I want to backtrack a little bit. I have a few more questions about exper the experience for a course creator. Do you call them courses or what, what it, the courses or, or what do you refer to these like lessons as? Yeah, courses. Cor cool. So Am I, does it get detailed to the level where if I'm a course creator and let's say I make a course on how to podcast, very basic, hypothetically, um, and I have five students, am I able to see the progress of those students? Is there like, is there an interactivity there? And can you just dive into the feedback loops where if like one student is struggling, will I know? How can I help them? Things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So the things that we focus on, first I'll get into the um, progress for the students. So you can see at any time how far through a course someone is, if they've you know dropped out of the course, if they're still active, you can see the raw data of their responses and the frequency of their responses too. Um, and you also will get high level analytics both on obviously the completion rates across your courses, but also across the answer accuracy rates. And so when you go into the system, you can build in multiple choice questions, open-ended responses that may or may not have a correct answer. And if they do, you can set a specific correct answer and then see, okay, you know, the student's gotten 89% of their answers correct. They probably understand this material pretty well. Um, as far as the feedback loops, you know, there, there's typically different levels of e-learning in terms of how deep it gets. And we consider text message learning to be level two e-learning, which is that you'll get simple, you know, responses from instructional cues, and so while you can't go into the system and automatically have a conversation back and forth with the learner, that's just not how the system is designed. It's really designed for how can this course model feel intimate while being scalable and one to the masses, right? And so the way that works is when you build in custom responses, when you build in questions, you can build in a custom response that will send to the learner after they've answered. And so a good example of this is, you know, an ethics at work course that we ran with a large team. They had a huge case study of what would you do in this scenario? And then people would send in their responses and it would say, great, thanks for your response. Here's a good explanation of, you know, the kinds of answers we would take in of what we would do in the situation. And for 99% of people, they didn't need to go interact with someone to know if they were right or not or to know how they should alter that. Um, if, if you are in the instance of someone needing to interact, then we always tell the educator, leave an email, leave a point of contact, either at the bottom of the text or at the top there. So if they do want to contact you, they have that option. And um, yeah, that makes sense. And so you said, you said, I'm just wrapping my head around the idea of like doing this through text messages. And the more I think about it, like the more cool it is, cause you look at, you have you guys heard of a company um, called Community? 
So there were like this this big like text message like communication. I don't know exactly like how to explain what it is, but you know what it is. And I kind of thought text messaging was like somewhat like out in the last year. Like I don't know, I don't text that much, etc. But I do have seen like a, a, a almost a rise in stuff here. And uh, um, I don't know. And I think being able to deliver it on Slack or like Messenger or WeChat, like it's interesting. Are you able to include it? Um, you might have already mentioned this, but could I include like v a video within the text or is it strictly, is it strictly just text? And if it's more than just text, what are some of the um, media types that I can include? Sure. Um, so yeah, you, you can include images and GIFs currently. Um, and we're working on the ability to also include videos and uh, audio files. Currently, you can also just link out to a video. Um, so, you, you, know, you know, Ryan has uh, actually just posted this on Twitter. It's, it's a phenomenal tweet. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the way that, that we think about it is over the next few years, the role of an educator is more to be a creator of great content. Right, and, and less, and, and less to, to be the creator of content because there's already so much content out there. Um, and and at, you know, we think that text message courses are, are a really great fit for that medium, right? Because you can curate great videos, curate great, great articles, um, and that becomes sort of the fulcrum for, for your course. And I'll just, I'll just add to that too. You know, the most common thing we hear in terms of embedding something like a video is, is people saying, oh, well, can I, you know, I want to embed five audio files and two videos and et cetera, et cetera. And a lot, of our, a lot of our research, as I'm sure I don't have to tell you, is really around the science of microlearning. And keep that soundbite to 10 minutes or less per day or per interaction. And so um, people at first are almost taken aback when they see that per day they cannot send more than 1,200 characters. But after they've created a course and their learner's taken it and they've gotten that feedback, they kind of understand because, you know, to the point Michael just made it really well, um, it's not just being a really good curator, but being a curator of such little content that makes that learning so effective. It, it's almost, yeah, it's a paradox, like, like the, the getting cutting through to the good content. Um, it might take like a fourth of a time or a fifth of a time to go through the course, but you might get like twice the value and it's such like a, a shift mentally. Um, one more question. And then I have just my standard wrap up questions. Um, so I usually don't ask this and, but I, I don't know necessarily how to frame it, but you got, you two like have a, um, your, your answers are like extremely succinct and it seems like you guys have like a very good relationship. You're bouncing like question after question. Like you have a great relationship. It seems like, um, I'd love to hear how you guys, uh, got involved and, you know, became co-founders and, uh, um, just to hear that a little bit, cause you guys definitely seem in sync. It definitely stands out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael and I, I think, I think met as co-founders in the most natural way that you can, which is we were living together at one point, um, which I think is the ultimate test of two of working with any, any team member. Um, we, we both are students at Babson College and are part of an entrepreneurship community there. Um, and we got to know one another. And like Michael mentioned, he was doing work with Tile and had this really fascinating idea for being able to teach people through text message. Um, and I, at the time, was um, working in a few different marketing positions. I was running a public speaking training company. So I was no stranger to learning design and to different types of pedagogies. And I just thought it was fascinating. Um, and then we went through this you know, few-month trial period where we were trying working together. And I think that the two things that we felt, felt really worked well together was, was obviously one, complementary skill sets. I was very much you know, a realist, kind of an operational person. Michael was very much you know, a visionary and an optimist. Um, and those two things just kind of worked really well together. But I think the other thing is that just kind of the energy around it, you know, we were both so excited by this concept and at times for the same, but at times for very different reasons. 
Um, and I think that, you know, but energy and, and balancing those different types of optimism and realism are what um, really causes co-founders to kind of sustain and to thrive. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that, that's a good story to know. Um, and, you know, you'll be co-founders leading this thing, you know, to as big as you want to take it. So that kind of leads me to my last question or my second to last question, which is what is the big vision here? If you were looking, you know, 10 years out and it got as big as you wanted it to get, um, what would it look like? And, you know, um, what, what features would it have, things like that? Sure thing. Um, so our, our goal is to legitimize text message learning as a meaningful digital learning medium. Um, and and our pers- my, my personal ideal is that within the next uh, decade, text message courses become both very, very normalized, right? So, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be regularly taking one or two text message courses at a time. Um, and they'll also, in, in many cases, become, will become the dominant form of learning for under-resourced locations around the world. Um, already, for example, we were able to deploy a WhatsApp-based course on coronavirus uh, to the, the Nakivali refugee camp in Uganda, right? A place where traditional learning and, and most types of digital learning are simply inaccessible. Um, and we're, we're just thrilled about the potential impact that this can have over the next few decades. That's awesome. I love that. And uh, for the last question, what is something that the the forward-thinking founders community can do to help you make that vision happen? Uh, you got all these people listening and they're probably excited about it, just like I am. How, how can we help? Yeah, absolutely. So we are always looking for, you know, again, adopters and believers in text message learning. Like we said before, a lot of people are, are a bit skeptical until they try it out. And as soon as they try it out, it's almost like you flip the switch and they get it. Um, if anyone just goes to our website, eris.co, they can go on, they can, they can sign up and they can try a course for themselves. Um, additionally, you know, a lot of what we're doing right now is, is helping educators through this really difficult time. If anyone knows any schools, any companies that are really having a tough time with shifting digital learning, um, to, to go again on the website to contact us, just Ryan and Michael at Aris.co, um, if they need any help, because for our team, that's, that's always really, really important. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on. Really cool idea, uh, cool, unique platform, and looking forward to seeing what happens with it. So best of luck moving forward, and thanks again for coming on. Awesome. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on, and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store, that would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you liked what you're listening to, please just go onto the iTunes store, give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.